The following episode was recorded Sunday night following our Summer Movie Gamble X recording, at which time news about Fast X had merely amounted to the director leaving the film. In the days since, there have been alleged stories and rumors circulating around what actually happened, as well as a new director that's been hired on to Fast X, Louis Leterrier. However, I myself uh, hold basically the same opinions that I've had even before hearing said news. Uh, so anyway, enjoy this episode. Nights. All right, we are back here with another Out Now Nights. Nights edition. Exactly. This is Out Now Nights 26. <laughs> Number 26 already? Jeez, I mean, what are we doing? This is like a, a its own spinoff episode, Joe? <laughs> That's exactly what this is. This yes. used to be, yeah, this used to be sustainable under 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I Hey, but I've called you here for another night. You, yeah, nights. Because you use the red phone. Yeah, I use the red phone. Yes, exactly. Because I, I, I feel like there's stuff to talk about that we don't get to. There's some movie news stuff happening. Normally, we we try to do like you know additional thoughts on movies, or like additional you know parts of reviews that we maybe didn't get to or what have you. Yeah. This week, there's like just some stuff going down in the world of moviedom that I figured, you know what. I, I kind of want to talk about this one. Oh, there's been a lot, and you were you were excitedly texting me. You're just like, "Hey, Abe, there's a lot going on. I want to do a night." And I was like, "Yeah, plan it. Let's do it." And then I I saw your list of questions. And I was like, "Yes, there was there was a lot that happened in the last of like four days." <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot of other stuff like the, like I mentioned on the the most the our recently recorded summer movie gamble episode, which is coming very soon. It's really great. Um that like CinemaCon happened. So like a lot of stuff, a lot of studios premiered, premiered a lot of footage and things like that. And there's, you know, we, I didn't see it. You didn't see it. So it's like not much to talk about in that regard, but <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> meanwhile. Oh, <laughs> well, it's like there's stuff that ties. Oh, yeah, right. We're, we weren't invited to this big event. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so get it right. CinemaCon. Exactly. But in the meantime, like throughout the week, like other things happen. So the, the yeah. main thing that I wanted to get to was for, and also we haven't talked about this at all, but fast X um, was announced as, as the title of the of Fast and Furious 10. I for for before we get to the thing about Fast, the thing I want to point out right now, I've been saying it should be called Fast X since we talked about Fast Five at the beginning of this podcast. I remember. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's what 10 should be called Fast X. And lo and behold, Vin understood this. Yeah. He, he's he he's listening to the show secretly. Yeah. And he's also like he I, I think that we're we've also you've been championing like the fast 10 your seatbelts kind of thing. I have not been championing at all because I've been saying Fast X. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, some people have, and that certainly is certainly a, a tagline that I've been seeing uh, uh, in the interwebs. So. People wanted to be called that, and I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, it seems a little much. But like yeah. as far as the tagline, yeah, whatever, fine. But yeah, the, as far as they want the right. title to be, well, it doesn't matter anymore. It's Fast X. It's so Fast whatever. X now. Yeah. So you know, you snooze, you lose, everybody. <laughs> exactly. But, but Aaron, what happened with Fast X? So <laughs> Justin Lin, director of three, four, five, six, and nine. Mm-hmm. He would eat, you know, he left uh, seven and eight. He left to do his own thing, um, which was a Star Trek movie, among other things. Mm-hmm. Um, he came back for nine and he was supposed to do the final two here, t- Fast X and, you know, Fast uh, d- Double Hockey Sticks. I don't know what you call Fast 11. <laughs> well, but, um... That'd be Fast 12. <laughs> <laughs> one and one. It's double Hockey Sticks. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> How would it be 12? 
<laughs> if it was Fast X and Rocky One and Rocky One, it'd be Rocky. Oh no, 5. yeah, I'm not saying Fast X plus double hockey. I'm just saying Fast okay. double hockey sticks. I see. I see. That okay. makes way more sense. It isn't dumb at all, Abe. <laughs> so there. We visually need to see this because I, I want to see the gags that people can make out of this. It's two hockey sticks sitting next to the Fast, and they'll make an eleven. <laughs> it's like great. And it's set on the ice, of course. <laughs> Sudden death. That's the tagline. Uh, <laughs> Estevez is the big bad. And JCVD is also there too. It's great. I dig it. Um, anyway, Justin Lin, director of all these movies, with plant with, with a week into he's been a week into production on this. He was ready. Yeah. He said he was directing ten, and eventually eleven. He quit. He uh, backed down from the director's chair, mm-hmm. um, which was you know unexpected, especially given that the movie literally just started filming a week before. And a week later, he sent the whatever press release came out from the from the fast from Universal from Universal with the big yeah. Fast X logo, putting out this vaguely worded message, being like, "I, you know, we decided we're parting ways, and I'm gonna step a step back, but I'm very proud of being a part of the most diverse movie franchise in history, right. and I'll uh, still be a producer." Yeah, he yeah, also be a producer exactly. Yeah. So now, like in terms of like what's going on, we don't have an announced director as of yet. It, it leaves things in a bit of a state of limbo. They mm-hmm. are still shooting second unit stuff. So, you know, like action things or whatnot that they can do without having to have a key director. Yeah. Insert involved. chats. But I also, but I also aware that, you know, the actors are, you know, it takes a lot of time to make these movies and it's very costly to just have them not doing anything. If there's no director. So it's costing like a million dollars a day, mm-hmm. something like that. And while they're not doing anything with the actors, uh, which includes, you know, the regular cast plus the addition of Brie Larson and Jason Momoa, among others. So it's like you know, a lot of a lot of A-list talents that aren't doing anything right now because sure. there's no director. Um, who will be the director? We don't know. Um, will it be a second unit director pumped up to um, the big leagues? Perhaps. Will it be someone that Vin Diesel's worked with before? Maybe. Will it be some out-of-the-box choice that's like really interesting and neat? Probably not. Uh, because frankly, when you're a week into production, you don't hire, you know, a well-established director that would want to, you know, make it his own, (laughs) their own. It'd be like, it's more likely to be someone that is either doing this already or just happens to happens to be available and doesn't like, isn't going to rock the boat too much. Sure. Uh, it's, I'm very curious what's going to go on there, but in the meantime, what's happened within all this is, um, Vin Diesel, people are thinking that he's the problem. Uh, that his why would they ever think about that? Well, for <laughs> for one thing, he and The Rock famously allegedly don't get along, um, which sure. is part of why he did his own spinoff and why he's just not really actively involved in the series anymore. The Rock, that is, yeah, um, in- including Vin asking The Rock to come back and The Rock saying, No, thanks. Now, I will note. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that a popular theory supported by friends of the show, the Joes, uh, Joe Lewandowski and Joe Two of the Too Fast Too Forever podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they believe that this could, it, that it, they, no, they believe it's not a could. They believe that this is still an elaborate ruse, a long game uh, that Vin Diesel and The Rock are playing, that they're acting as if they do not get along. Sure. When in fact, there is a plan for them to all get back together again uh, mm-hmm. for like the final Fast movie. Fast 15. Uh, well, Fast 11 is supposed to be the last mm-hmm. core for a Fast movie. That's, that's the last. That's it's not- yeah. No, it's not like Universal is going to be like no more fast, but right. as far as the Vin Diesel, like the you know the Skywalker saga within the Fast universe, yeah, this is these are the last ones. Vin's going to go back to Los Angeles. He's going to drive up. The barbecue is already cooking, and it's going to be the Rock. <laughs> that's that's manning the barbecue pit. 
regardless of what happens that, that that's you know very they have this thought that that's what's going on yeah i i don't necessarily i don't know obviously but if that actually did happen for one thing i'd give a small applause but i'd be totally <laughs> like happy with like that being a thing that they actually planned out that's actually okay. that'd, be, that'd be pretty fantastic if they, they put on this multi-year con that they, that they don't get along just yeah. for the sake of a final movie that has them all back together again uh regardless if it is in fact true which you know probably uh, that they don't get along the thing about that <laughs> is you know these guys are big alphas with egos um which might be a contributing factor that people are believing as far as why justin lynn would quit a fast and furious movie because he couldn't deal with vin i don't know if that's the case though <laughs> i i i i just mm-hmm. it's not like vin diesel's new to this and it's not like people don't seem to like him. He keeps getting new cast members to join this whole Fast Family thing. I, I don't think you get to that if people are constantly clashing with you because your ego is too big about a Fast movie. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if Justin Lin just frankly just wasn't ready to do this. Right? I mean, that's why he left the first time because he was just tired. It's, I mean, these aren't easy movies to make. It's not easy to make one of these Fast movies. You know, yeah. Regardless of what you like about them, if you don't like them, they're big practical action movies that have a whole lot of moving parts and a lot of different things going on. I, I don't know what to think. I don't know. I don't know what to think if, it, if it's, I'm, I'm really going to uh, diesel or if it's something else, or if it's just, you know, the, the nature of making these. Yeah. I have no dog in this fight, but I'm going to take the opposite stance of what you just said. I will say that it is Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, I don't know much about this either. I haven't read much about it, but I have seen some things, some videos. The video that surfaced recently was Vin on set with Justin yeah. looking fucking miserable and just being like, hey, Justin, is this going to be the best one yet? It's like, sure, Vin. Uh, and it, 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 I don't know what that is. Maybe it just caught him at like four in the morning and Justin's like, please don't record me. And here he is recording him. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe sometimes like you do become the head of the franchise and in doing so you have just like so much unlimited power. I mean, you mentioned getting all these other folks um, on board and it's like, it's pretty easy to say, Hey, by the way, you know, you want to be part of this amazing franchise that's going to make at least a billion dollars worldwide um, domestic or worldwide. Uh, I'm sorry, in its run um, and have uh, at least two movies under your belt with this, you know? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so I, you know, it could be one of those things where yes, you do basically overstay your, your your power I, I don't know if that's even a phrase but it could be very well that vin has become you know just this guy that's unsufferable and his ideas are the ones that's leaking onto the page and in reality it's like hey justin lynn did this franchise a huge uh service by being like i'll, I'll take on tokyo drift and i'll also make arguably the best one in the movie or in the series fast five right so very well could be that that vin just has become this egomaniac and um all of his ideas are leaking out and he's kind of controlling everything behind the sidelines, but while portraying himself as, uh, you know, the, the nice guy in front of the camera. Um, and again, these aren't my original thoughts. These are just thoughts that I've aggregated uh, across the interwebs. I'll say this. Um, yeah. I have no doubt that the man has an ego because why wouldn't you, when you are a part of one of the biggest movie franchises in the world and is the sure. producer on it as well as a star, like, that makes sense to me. It'd be weird if he didn't have an ego about being that successful with something like this. Yeah. At the same, yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, but I mean, the proof, <laughs> the proof that he's 
successful at this is right there than the success of it. Like it, may, it it's, it's hard for me to think it's insufferable if like they keep making these, they keep, everyone keeps signing back onto them. The, the presence of like the, the fact that they can keep making these movies, keep this cast, hire on more cast members, keep making these movies that are generally well-liked. I, it's hard for me to think that people hate working with Vin Diesel, but are this committed to continually making fast movies. Like, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I I'm yeah, sure I, like there's probably a combination of things for sure. No sure. doubt about and, that. And I think it's actually one of those things where I think if you were to take it apart and say like, well, I'm working with Vin Diesel, I'm not working like directing Vin Diesel, if that makes sense. Like I'm just an actor in this movie and you know, I don't care what the story says. Like I'm going to show up for my, for my uh, scenes. I'm going to, you know, be in the right position in the blocks and uh, I'll, I'll give it my best. And that's one position, but the other position of just like, Hey, Vin, like, can we, do you think that we need a submarine chase uh, with like a, a missile being launched? And he's like, yes, we have to have it. Um, I, I've been on the other end of saying like, you know, yeah, these stunts have been increasingly like superhero level stunts. And like even the last one, it seemed as though they were the only task force that could stop this whatever menace. And they were sort of going meta with, with uh, Tyrese kind of saying like, did you guys see when I was surrounded by 12 people and I didn't get killed? Maybe... I'm a superhero kind of thing. And uh, so maybe there's like this level of quote unquote groundedness that Justin Lin wants to continue with. Um, and again, he's been a part of, of these movies for quite a while. He kind of knows what's the, what the deal is, but I can see where you can kind of get tired of, of uh, I mean, he called the creative differences where you can get these creative differences. And it's like, I, I kind of want to wait. If you want to really just run it out at fast 10 and fast 11, this is how we can arc it in such a way that makes the most sense and whatever else. And maybe there's just uh, other voice in the room. So well, again, I think uh, my, my thought there is I, I just, I don't know if that's Vin or just universal, the studio that he's clashing with. Sure. Yeah. And like, it could be a universal thing versus Justin Lin too. Just like Justin wants to make this type of movie and the universe like make it so that there's a lot more breadcrumbs for other spinoffs. I see that's something I could completely buy. That's, yeah. that's why directors leave things because it becomes less about the movie they're making and more about the movies they're not making sure. yet. Yeah. And that's a thing that's very believable to me, as opposed sure. to the guy that <laughs> that brought him back multiple times. Like you know, he sure, left. Sure. He yeah. did leave, and it was because of Vin. It's because he was tired. He came yeah, yeah. back again. It's like, if he didn't want to keep working with Vin, he wouldn't come back for Fast Nine. <laughs> <laughs> right. But who knows? Yeah, it was fun to play devil's advocate there. It just makes me wonder. Like I, I because I, I part of why I want to do this nights is because I you know all week I see. <laughs> thank you. I see all these thoughts and like. It's all Vin's fault based off of absolutely nothing, honestly. And it's like, I don't, I don't yeah. know what to think. And it's like, it's not like Vin Diesel's new with this. Like, it's not like he got lucky once. Yeah, this yeah, is a yeah, fucking sure. giant franchise that he's, you know, a big part of. That totally. He, yeah. And he knows, he knows he's, he's made films. He's been a producer for several, for over a decade now at this point. So it's like, it's not like it's his. Sure, yeah. It, and, it, and it, I think... it reminded me, real quick, it reminded me yeah. of when the, when the, when Cruise Mummy came out. Um, <laughs> when Trin Cruise mummy came out, yeah, yeah. which was, you know, bad. <laughs> um, Wasn't and, good. and there were articles coming out trying to blame Tom Cruise as if he was the taskmaster and he was the one that screwed up this movie. And I'm thinking Tom Cruise has been producing movies since the nineties. Yeah. Tom Cruise stars in movies that are generally very good. It's hard for me to think that somehow Tom Cruise was the one that dropped the ball and not the guy that made one other movie before this directing a $200 million action adventure. Sure. Yeah. Like I, it's our, I, I can't weigh this in my hands and say, yeah, he's the problem. here. Hey, guess who's the tribute on the Tom Cruise movie. 
What? Universal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Universal, who pre pre ahead of time announced the Dark Universe. Right. It had all these different. It had the photo shoot too. Yeah, that brought it brought in Russell Crowe to be Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow Tom Cruise is the guy that somehow screwed up this endeavor. Sure. It's, yeah. I don't. I know they're not one to one with him and Vin Diesel at the same time. It's like I feel like Vin at the very best has a head above water about how these what makes these things successful yeah <laughs> totally and and again this is more of just um of what i've read on the internet but yeah i think it would be easy enough for people to say this is the the problem um and this is sort of like he was ghost directing and ghost whatevering the fast nine anyway so i can see why justin lynn probably got tired but who knows when the when the oral history comes out you know in 10 years it'd be fascinating to kind of revisit this i look forward also, to it. Yeah. yeah at the same time like you know I know that, like, at a certain point, you have to have, like, a sense of yourself in Hollywood. Like, this is not to say, like, you know, you should back down. Or it's more of just like, yeah, you should be confident in what you can bring to a project or a movie, TV series, whatever the case is. Who knows in Hollywood? You know, these are also like very tight-lipped people as well. Like, I'd be curious to see what uh, becomes of this in the next decade when we're like old men. So there's another director story that came out. This Uh-oh. Week. <laughs> that wasn't the only one? <laughs> um, we have the director of the Spider-Man MCU trilogy, Homecoming, No Way Home, and Far From Home, all those. John Watts, a man who, by all regards, doesn't seem to exist in real life. <laughs> as far as <laughs> concerned. Um, we'll get back to this. But he was announced uh, years, a couple of few years back now that he was going to be directing the Fantastic Four movie for the MCU. Mm-hmm. A movie that's very far off still. It's not even in phase four, I don't believe. I think it's in phase five. Um, but he was announced to be the director for it, which came at the, to the chagrin of many who were hoping that Peyton Reed, the director of the Ant-Man films, would direct because Peyton Reed's an outspoken fan of the Fantastic Four and had a plan to like want to do it in the 60s, do it retro style. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally giving Fantastic Four like something new to work with because we've had three Fantastic Four movies at this point on modern day. So it's like, well, mm-hmm. that's a cool idea. Make it 60s and retro and Peyton Reed's done that before, you know, down with love and just his general sensibilities. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't happen. He didn't get the director gig. John Watts did, which was confusing <laughs> to say the least. Um, he left uh, Fantastic Four this week. Um, Pre- pre-shooting? Pre, yeah, well, that's not. I mean, as I said, Fantastic Four is nowhere oh, near. Oh, it's nowhere yeah, near production at this point. Yeah, yeah. he just he's he's sorry, he's sorry. off. He's off the project now. Yeah. Um. So it makes. I mean, there's there's nothing to explain as to why. You know, there's nothing out there. There's and, and because yeah. he's such a non-presence, it seems when it comes to stars of Spider-Man or people that are notable for it. I I don't think anyone really knows much about him. Honestly, sure. Which is weird. Um. So it makes me wonder how do you take this news. Uh, based off his Spider-Man films. I mean, he's been a good steward of the Spider-Man films overall. Like That first one was fun and peppy, not because of John Watts. It was fun and peppy because of um, the writers, uh, Freaks and Geeks fame guy, I forget his name now, John Francis Daly, mm-hmm. um, and his writing partner were the ones that were like, let's just make this like a really fun Peter Parker movie. And they did, and it just carries over into the other movies, right? So, you know, as far as like a figure goes uh, for directing... John Watts seems like he's the guy that fits the Marvel type. Like, give me the orders from the MCU and Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, Feige, uh, and and I'll make the movie that you guys want, right? Yeah. So, as far as like this Fantastic Four thing goes, this being Phase Four, Phase Five, fascinating because I didn't think that they would. If 
I was getting the feeling from watching the TV shows, especially um, Loki, that they were kind of giving them the power back to some of these visionary filmmakers, not visionary, but, but these filmmakers to kind of give them like their stamp of, uh, and we'll see what happens in Dr. Strange coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am curious to see like, well, why would they announce this safe bet, John Watts, um, and do like this property that people have been maybe iffy about because we've seen like three movies, like three movies or four movies, three, three, four technically, yeah. I guess there's like a nineties one. That's no, no, no. But, but, I'm but yeah, about like, in terms yeah. of like mainstream released movies, yeah, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Surfer, and then Fantastic Four with Miles Teller. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I would be curious, like where they're headed at. Maybe they're just like, well, we might not even do Fantastic Four anymore. Or, or maybe John Watts is just like, well, I'll just go do some other projects because it's too far off. And, I don't want to be contributing time to it now if I could do like smaller projects uh, in the meantime uh, and or do do my uh, to maybe take some time off. But yeah, I, I don't know much about John Watts. I licked him up and I was like, oh, that's what he looks like. <laughs> so, yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Like, were you are you a huge fan of Fantastic Four and were you flummoxed by this? <laughs> um, my reaction uh, when this was announced was good. Okay. Um, I, I I like the Fantastic Four, and I'd like to see like those first two movies from Tim Story. While there's some casting choices that are questionable, and they don't seem to handle a lot of things well, they're like they're kind of like fine, you know. They mm-hmm. they I think what they get right is the kind of these aren't heavy movies. They're supposed to be kind of sitcommy family comedy things that happen to have special powers. Mm-hmm. That Josh Trank one while it has interesting things in it, it's still, you know, a disaster of a movie like that. It's, it yeah, has yeah. a lot of issues for that. We don't need to get into. So it's like, if the MC, the MCU seems like the perfect place for the ta- fantastic port to be like, because they, that, that like comedic tone is already within this universe and mm-hmm. adding this family, like, great. That makes a ton of sense to me. And I can see why you would hire John Watts, given the Spider-Man films, because it does have this kind of comedy first superhero second kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, there's 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 no surprise there. There's no like X factor when you say John sure. Watts is directing Fantastic Four. I have nothing against this man. I I know very little about him. He's made movies that are he's made these Spider-Man movies that are all you know pretty good. I don't love any of them, but I think they're pretty good Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. So you know, saying he's not gonna do Fantastic Four anymore is like, yeah, good. I don't okay. Like that 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 <laughs> I, I I'm happier to see some ideally fresh blood but even if it goes back to Peyton Reed you know that's something that's that's a possibility as well we'll see sure but it's like I I look forward to seeing like whatever they do with Fanta- ideally something that you know gets people excited which tends to be what happens I mean you get, you get someone in there that's like no to you know get some buzz behind it or what happens. yeah yeah um, you mentioned it earlier with like the the um the fast franchise of maybe like people moving up from associate director or first AD or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But also what Marvel has in their back pocket is a ton of these episode directors. Sure. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's very possible that, you know, you could have these people, whether, and I'm not, I'm talking about just like MCU specific, but you know, people that have directed episodes of the Mandalorian or um, Boba Fett to come in and be like, Hey, by the way, you know, we like your episode. We like your vision. You're in our playpen already. Take on this, uh, project yeah so it certainly it leaves me curious as to what's going to happen with that and i'd yeah. like to think in on the op like if i was going to be completely optimistic it makes me think but maybe john watts is like you know what i made three massively successful spider-man movies i'd like to do something on my own accord at this point sure. and not just be this kind of anonymous filmmaker that's making these mcu things 
that's the optimistic side. I wouldn't think that it's something nefarious. <laughs> like that it's like, get this guy off of Fantastic I mean, Four. It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't yeah. seem like that at all. It's like he made three Spider-Man movies. Like right. no other MCU director except Peyton Reed at this point has made three of the same in the MCU. Yeah. Um, which leads me to another point that connects back to this one. Uh-huh. Ant-Man Quantumania, the third okay. Ant-Man movie, and Captain and the and the Marvels, the next Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, they've switched release dates. So Ant-Man Quantumania is now going to come out in February 2023, while the Marvels will arrive in, uh, I believe, November 2023. Oh. Um, so the, 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 my thought there, if you've moved Ant-Man up, that means that everything went swimmingly. It's all filmed. And I guess it's testing well or whatever, whatever their process is. Like it's, it's good. It's at a point where they can move it up uh, several months ahead of, ahead of schedule because of how well it's coming along. Which, in turn, does free up director Peyton Reed to do something else, which makes me wonder, hey, if he's got <laughs> Ant-Man in the bag already, maybe that means he can get into pre-production on Fantastic Four. Yeah. I don't know. That's entirely speculative. But it's very curious that the news of Ant-Man moving up several months and John Watts leaving Fantastic Four happened within like two days of each other. Yeah, you have three bullet points here. It'd be great if the incestuous thing was that Justin Lin is actually directing Fantastic Four now. That's another thing, too. If Justin <laughs> Lin jumps out of the Marvel Universe. He's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I did it in this great franchise. I, I brought it back to life. Let me go Let me go into the MCU. Let me get some paychecks here. Um, but I would be curious if there is like enough buzz around Ant-Man Quantumania. I mean, where, where Ant-Man leaves off and how much of a role Ant-Man plays in the um, Infinity Saga pretty cool where we're gonna go here right um i mean ant-man's in every trailer he's always he's always in the that's actually a good point yeah he's actually there even in every scene yeah Yeah. um but i I, and the wasp (laughs) yeah sorry which that's its own thing with its own yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but with captain marvel's uh coming to november like how are you doing that is that um because november is a pretty competitive month for movies Yeah. yeah um i you know i have no no thought on it beyond it seems more like hey we're ahead of schedule on ant-man and -hmm. we have more time to make captain marvel i see okay that's that's what it feels like to me just more just more like here's some additional time for you yeah to to put all the the right finishing touches that's like it feels like hey the third one of these ant-man we did the job we all you know we all know what we're doing at this point or what have you like the marvels i believe has what's her name Uh, tiona uh what's your name uh yeah from from uh um not Black Mirror, but from um well the the, the one that needed Acosta, the Candyman. Uh, yeah, she's the yeah, she's yeah. the director now too uh, on uh on the Marvels. Um and Tiana Paris, she's she's in Marvel, that's the thing. Um with Brie Larson. What am I and, thinking of? Yeah, and, uh, Miss and Miss Marvel. Right. Um so but it's you know, it's a new director with presumably like a new vision of a movie because you have like additional mark captain marvel regardless it seems yeah, like which which the series like the, will, will touch upon first yeah it seems like ant-man is more like business as usual regardless of how good the movie is or versus like there's a whole new kind of thing going on with the marvels so yeah. that makes that makes me think that it's just you know it just was easier for them to make an ant-man than it was to you know make a, like a like a mutual acceptable idea here not not, like a, not yeah. a problematic thing but just more of hey we made the ant-man it's done you know? yeah not at all i was just curious around like well what if they're just like the Mar- captain marvel is gonna be so good we're gonna let it go for awards contention. Like, well, that, you never know. Possibly, move. Yeah. possibly. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I was like, wow, November. That's a, that's a tough month because a lot of Oscar picks start coming out in mid late November uh, into December. And if Marvels is there, I know that Marvel kind of has no fear of any month that they're releasing in these days. 
but you know what? <laughs> I'm wrong. It's July. <laughs> Not oh, they're moving from, from July. July. Yeah. Okay. That's what I just said about, yes. about <laughs> November then and, and the awards contention. I bet something else is coming out in November too. Like whatever it is. Uh, we'll yeah. Untouchables part. I mean, not untouchables. Yeah. The MCU is untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sure it was part two. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, if it's July then, then that's just like a big blockbuster summer movie. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. gambling on. Yeah. But regardless, I, yeah, I see it as positives all around as okay. far as what I, you don't move a movie up that many months, especially a, a blockbuster movie like that. If you know, it's not a good, if, if it's not a good thing. Yeah. So. Well, question for you, you sort of mentioned Peyton Reed and like maybe bringing things back to the sixties there, you would be excited for Peyton Reed fantastic for. Yes. Just because I, he's, he's, he's very close to the material and mm-hmm. I would, you know, again, pure speculation, but it, his his idea, at least when they were when he wanted to, he was in the running for the two thousand the two thousands Fantastic Four movies. He wanted to make like a sixties retro version. That was his yeah. idea of it, which is the kind of a classic form of Fantastic Four. Yeah. And given all the multiverses and stuff, I don't know what you would do with Fantastic Four technically, right. but I could easily see it working as like a sixties thing. Like that's for one thing, that's just fun. That's it was it was a fun that was like probably my favorite uh first two episodes of WandaVision. Let me go back to when it went back into yeah. So yeah. it's I just feel like there's potential there that it seems like Reed would want to explore. That doesn't mean that any other director couldn't also have similar ideas or you know things that they want to explore, yeah. but it's like Aaron if, Newworth director. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like if like you know, if you know two weeks from now, if they're like Peyton Reed's directed Fantastic Four, but like, of course, that makes perfect sense. Like I, okay. I, I, I it, that's that's based off the way things lined up. That's not surprising to me. I mean, it seems so far off that they they're they're not going to announce any new director soon, right? They probably wouldn't do it until you know this summer during Comic Con or Disney's D23. Expo D twenty three, whatever number of things. Yeah, if they want to make some kind of announcement, especially since they have strange and thor coming there's like that's the focus right now yeah. and the and the marvel show is like you know miss marvel's coming out and all right that, so. yeah so that's that's where their focus is going to be um for the time well being. i can't wait for us to spend the rest of our lives watching marvel yeah, exactly Jeez. <laughs> like, yeah, i know which is we'll have to talk about in like a, a new 90s episode mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's only there's only one more thing i really want to talk about please uh because i think this is interesting uh this week dr strange comes out yes and with dr strange the premiere of the Avatar 2 trailer, Avatar The Way of Water, mm-hmm. is going to be exclusively playing with Doctor Strange for a week before it goes online, which is, a, you know, that's a bold move to make. Mm-hmm. And what I respect, um, the trailer, or at least some footage already debuted at, at CinemaCon, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to be, I'm, I'm seeing my Doctor Strange uh, screening tomorrow. They're, they're actually screening the trailer as well. Uh, so it's like, okay, cool, Avatar. Um so yeah, you get this week exclusive for people that see Doctor Strange in theaters before it goes online. Additionally, um, similar similar at CinemaCon, this Mission Imp- sorry Mission colon Impossible <laughs> dash Dead <laughs> Reckoning Part One. Um, Thank you. That trailer also premiered, um, and that's very likely going to debut with Top Gun Maverick, despite yeah. the fact that it's not coming out for like another year. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I'll be curious if they similarly hold Mission Impossible's trailer as an exclusive as well. Um, but I, I want to ask you, what do you think of the idea of exclusive theater trailers? Trailers you cannot see anywhere else except in theaters. I, I like it. I I think I've always been a fan of watching movies in theaters. Um, for, the, for the purposes of the pandemic, you know, if you're not going to watch it in theaters, you're going to see it like a week later on the internet. Um, so you don't have to like necessarily go out and see it. 
But I do like the quote unquote exclusivity of, hey, by the way, I'm sitting here in a movie and I'm going to see a new movie that is highly anticipated. This is sort of reminiscent of when we went to go watch like Inception and you got like the first 10 minutes of The Dark Knight Rises or something like that, right? Where it's like, wow, like what a treat, you know what I mean? So it's not to say that, you know, if you don't go see a movie, you're not in the same, like you don't like movie fandom as much as like others do. Not necessarily. It's kind of just more like, I do like, like, hey, by the way, like not everything has to be put on the internet at 12 a.m., you know, January 1st, uh, 2022 kind of thing, right? Like, oh, what? wait for the trailer to drop. It's like, we've seen these cl- trailer exclusives as well within Super Bowls and other things. Like, at halftime, we'll premiere this trailer. Mm-hmm. But I do like the concept of, like, hey, you're, you're going to be in a movie theater already. And wouldn't it be neat to see a movie that um, nobody has really seen yet uh, and see the trailer in front of a movie that you're going to go watch already? I, I do find that experience to be very cool and uh, again it gives you like the right control of what uh, a movie can feel like um like you know everybody sure has a tv but not everybody has like, the same sort of sound system or other cases like sometimes like, you get a, a missed feeling about like um something like that so i do like it I, hopefully it doesn't sound as though i'm being pompous and and a, and a jerk about it just more that i do like that experience of a movie within a movie and going to see things like i love trailers I, I completely agree with you. Um, the I think it's a huge benefit to put a, a, a theatrical trailer only in the theater. That makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. I get that. I can think of like the reasons as to why that can why that bother can be bother a studio because then you like you get like recorded versions yeah, that go pirating, online and, and right. give a certain impression that people are like oh I'm not that excited about this because I saw some crappy version online or whatever. Like I get yeah. where that comes from. At the same time, I just I think that's a minimal factor. Sure. Um, but also, yes, like the idea of only being able to see a trailer for presumably one of the biggest movies of this year in a theater, that's great. That's great news as far as like, yeah, that's a really cool way to build up buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it does harken back to older times where I've said this before, but trailer, you know, there's this there's a complaint about like trailers show too much. And my general response is, well, no trailers have always shown too much. In fact, they used to show more. Um, if, they, mm-hmm. if you ever seen like the trailer for like Casablanca, you see all of Casablanca in that trailer. Like, what? Up to the end of the movie. Like the, <laughs> to like the last lines and actions that take place. Right, it. right. Like, and that there's a reason why it's because the research has shown that people like knowing what they're going to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless, the difference, the difference is, you didn't see trailers all the time back in the day. You didn't go on online in the 1950s right. to see movie trailers. You can do that now. It's exposure that's different, not the content of the trailers. Yeah. So, yeah, limiting the access to trailers makes plenty of sense to me. <laughs> like it makes sure. it feel it makes it feel special, uh, which is something that we're you know lacking in a lot of ways when it comes to new movies. It, it, yeah. Things feel less special because we have so much of them and so often. Um, right it's uh it's why i'm happy that we're getting a break from star wars because star wars feels less special now that we have so much star Wars. right yeah i I, that's a great point about um like the special feeling that you get and again if this is like a ploy of just like well we could sell more tickets if we make this exclusive that's not a cool that's not very nice because again we're in a very serious pandemic um and while things are sort of quote unquote maybe like easing up and they're definitely not but um it certainly is one of those things where it's like hey if you have, if you feel safe and you have the time and capacity to go watch this in a theater, here's like another thing that we'll add on to it um, that will hopefully juice you up to go see this movie that will come out 
not even like a next month. It's like a year later. So, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say like, it's a good thing all the time. Mostly just because of the pandemic is what I'm getting at. Which is fair with yeah. something like this. It's, you know, a movie that people are going to see anyway. Cause it's, right. I mean, it's the big Marvel. It's the, it's a new Marvel movie at the beginning of the summer. And again, it's only a week, you know, <laughs> it's correct. Yeah. It's, it's their prerogative at that online. point. If they're, yeah. If, they, if right. they're that desperate to see the trailer, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're the one. everybody you're going to have like all the YouTubers, you're going to have the chance to react to it and, you know, practice your reaction. Not, if anything, you have more time to practice your reaction. Uh, the video that you're going to make, you know, after you go see these movies. So there you go. I'll add this little post note to it. Also uh, avatar. Um, the original comes back in theater September. And I'm very excited to, about that. to to make it more than uh, what's the that number one grossing movie of all time now? It's still Avatar. Oh, is it uh, still okay? Yeah, right. it's still, I thought that somebody it, pushed it by like a hundred million dollars. And Endgame like got over it by a little bit um, for a little while, and then yeah. it, it got released in China for the first time, where it made back the small amount of money it needed to continue being the biggest film of all got time. It. Got and, it. And and I I'm very I again it comes out in September. It only needs to make 150 billion to make three billion worldwide. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't I I don't I won't be surprised if that happens. <laughs> like if it will, it can clear that if it you know comes gets a re-release. I don't know. I, I, I don't can know see it, people... I can see it making that jump. That well, you'd be surprised. I mean, it came out in China. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was like, I was gonna be like, I don't know. I don't know if people are gonna go see this guy named Jim Cameron's movie. Uh-huh. And know. and regardless of the money, because it's just money. Um, I'm just excited to see Avatar on a big screen again because it's really cool to see on a big screen. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've, I was kind of like, I'm kind of like still like uh, middle on it um, compared to you. But the things that I really appreciate about James Cameron is his technology. Um, I was just watching the other day randomly uh, the making of Terminator 2. And this is like a movie that's been out for a while. And I was like, I'm still, uh, it still looks good. Like, I'm, I'm glad that James yeah. Cameron was like, hey, by the way, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm telling you to do right now, live in the moment, but it's going to look great. And yeah, I mean, this guy has been trying to push the limits of his movies for quite a while. Um, and so he's not a guy that makes movies every other year. Um, he, does, he doesn't half-ass anything. <laughs> That's yeah, not him. He tends to be very, uh, what's the word? Like um, Tenacious? Obsessive. Yeah, <laughs> tenacious, obsessive about, the, about movie making and about what you can show on the screen. So I'm very looking forward to what I'm going to see on the screen. Like as far as like story and whatever else goes, I, I'm, I'm open to it. Uh, but I'm very curious to be like blown away by, by his water detail. Cause they're going to be underwater in, in Avatar too. Right. Yeah. So. I, I can't wait to see whatever happens in the sequel. Yeah. Uh, Cause why not? The guy wants to make his own cinematic universe. Like, sure. Like, <laughs> why not? like it's, a, it's a whole planet. Things going to happen. Have they named sort of like a runtime? No, okay. I would assume it's you know two and a half hours. I'm like, oh, it's a James Cameron movie. <laughs> they tend to yeah, they, they, they like, tend to be long. <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be hilarious if it's gonna be like three hours. The next one's like three and a half. The next one's like four hours. Like, oh my gosh. What I did like hearing is that these four sequels that are coming are all like essentially standalone. Like, sure they'll have okay. I assume characters that are tied together, what have you. But in terms of like each movie seems to represent its own movie, and instead of telling like a four story movie. Um, Again, it'll still That's be pretty a, cool. I'm still like I, I still assume yes, there'll be like you know it won't be, it won't be without connection to each other, 
but yeah, yeah. that, that it, sounds like a very Cameron thing to do where it's like, yeah, I see what you guys are doing. Let me do my version of cinematic universe. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. Cause Sam Worthington was quoted this week of just like, when I first made the first one, I was like in my twenties and now I'm like in my forties. So it's like, it's going to be one of those things where am I going to be in a wheelchair the next time that I make this movie? It's like, who knows? Who knows? Well, we know um, he's, he's a Navi now. He doesn't even you know, know. body anymore. He, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Brand new, at least on life. But I certainly uh, am appreciative of, again, James Cameron really trying to think outside of the box, but it's not in a way that is like, yeah, I can do what you guys did just better. It's more just like, let me just let me break create, open the box. <laughs> yeah. Let me just like redo the box altogether because exactly. you guys don't see what I'm seeing. And that's what's fun about it. So when you go back and revisit his older movies, like The Abyss or even like um, Aliens, where it's like, Aliens is a great example. Let me stick on that. Alien, completely different tone from Aliens, even though it's in the same universe. And you're just like, I. it's it's certainly one of the sequels that has equaled or better it bettered its um, predecessor. predecessor. Yeah, and that's what's really fun about James Cameron. It's just like, hey, by the way, I just... Uh, I just want to make movies and I want to make them my way. And if it's not ready yet, it's not ready yet. So like, I, again, like I've kind of lukewarm on, on the first avatar, but I do go back and revisit the, um, some scenes from time to time. Looks amazing. And he's, and this re-release will have uh, remastered. Um... Oh, so it's going to be more amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the not texture just... on the Navi is actually going to be like reptilian. <laughs> I mean, probably it'll, it'll look <laughs> even better than it already did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, uh, that's another, and I assume it'll probably have like some like Avatar 2, like sneak peek or behind the scenes thing or something attached. I was going to ask, uh, without giving too much away, did anybody see this at CinemaCon or like clips or Every, is it everyone at like... CinemaCon saw the, saw the trailer that they're going to okay. show? And has it been pot- yay nay? It's been very yay, which okay, is got it, got it. It's the kind of thing where people want to rag on Avatar, and then it's like, oh, there's a new James Cameron movie. Suddenly, I like it again. It's like, well, I mean, <laughs> make up your mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be Ashley Banks. Make up your mind. Exactly, exactly that. Yeah, uh, we'll have more to say about this, I guess, next week when the when the trailer comes out and we all see it. <laughs> we can talk. About oh it yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not in exclusive versions of Doctor Strange is in every Doctor Strange, right? I believe it's just in theaters with Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah, because sometimes they do like IMAX exclusive or whatever the case is, right? Yeah, so. I believe it's just if you see Doctor Strange, you're seeing an Avatar 2 trailer. Okay, interesting. Which makes sense. They want to, I mean, they need, they want to drum up the excitement. <laughs> so they got to get you to see that trailer. Right. They got to, you know, they have to work on making a sequel to the biggest movie of all time. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> I can't wait for Avengers Endgame to re-release just to like dick measure against Avatar. <laughs> Make, pretty- like we need to make three, 30 million dollars guys how do we do this the thing is it doesn't matter anymore because it's all disney so it's like- that's true that's true yeah 20th century fox right was the one that released yep. avatar yeah mm-hmm. all right we've done it we've done another nights nights talked about things we'll learn some stuff <laughs> learn some stuff <laughs> and uh yeah that's the purpose of the nights you got to learn some things exactly yeah. that's gonna do it all right talk soon <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.